Hello and welcome back to the Mindset Project Podcast. My name is Lewis Condy and my aim is to give you the tools to develop and improve your mindset. By drawing on my own experiences as a competitive swimmer, as well as the opinions and experiences of other incredible individuals, I hope to expose you to an alternative way of thinking. And in doing so, I hope that inspires some sort of personal growth. I believe that through mindset development, we can strive physically, mentally and emotionally. I hope you're all doing well, staying positive and staying healthy. So let's get on to it. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Now, it has been far too long, so I do hope that you're all doing well. I'm doing great, thanks for asking. Um, so I basically kind of took a break longer than I expected. Like, I had a lot of um, university assignments, so I just kind of, well, my plan was to take one week off just to get, just to kind of work on those and kind of get them finished. Um, and... Obviously, one week kind of just rolled into two, and then rolled into three, and I'm pretty sure it's been like five or six weeks. I've not actually done any, any um, podcast since, which I mean, like, where does the time actually go? And I do have like a lot of good topics coming up soon, and I think this sort of section, I guess you call it a section of the podcast, I really want it to be more, I guess, philosophical in the sense that I really want to kind of make help you like think about things completely different in a different way. Um, so I think there might be like a lot of moments where you're going to be thinking, shit, this this stuff is deep. Um, obviously not deep in like an emotional sense, but you, you kind of get what I mean. Um, and yeah, so I've not pretty much done a lot of podcast work, to be honest, in the time I've been away. Um, I did a lot of um, stuff for the Instagram page, so I kind of updated that a little bit. Um, I've also like made a lot of posts that they're going to go up. Um... Apart from that, yeah, I've not really done a lot, but on to this episode, so we have um, our, our next guest, and that is my good friend, Mr. Gary Tickle. Now, if you don't know who Gary is, he actually does the Empowered Radio podcast, so if you've never heard of that, then definitely go and check it out. Um, like His is really, really interesting, and if you like this sort of podcast, you know, like mindset, looking at things differently, then you'll definitely like his and Gary is like super honest you'll see it how it is and yeah like he's just a great guy and in this episode you'll get to find out more about him so keep listening and I hope you enjoy Welcome back to the Mindset Project podcast. On this episode, we have Mr. Gary Tickle. Um, if anyone doesn't know who Gary is, he actually does um, a podcast himself, and that is Empowered Radio. That's correct. That is correct. Thank you for having me. Um, so, like, the kind of, like, um, where we're going to just do this is, I'm just going to ask him a question, and we're just going to kind of flow and see where it goes. So the first kind of question to get all, um, like get us going is, what made you start the podcast? It's a good question. I love answering it because there was a period of time where I wasn't sure what I wanted to focus my energy on. So there's there was a marketing business that I started up 
and that didn't become successful. So there was a period of time where I was like, what should I, what should I do? And about November 2019, I was like, I'll start a podcast. I listen to podcasts. I love, I love uh, the information in podcasts. I love how convenient it is that I can stick it on in the car. I can stick it on in the gym. I can stick it on anywhere. And I, I just love podcasts. So that was in November 2019. And it took me a full year, a full year of procrastinating, you know, overwhelming thoughts, all of this anxiety and self-limiting beliefs and then it came to November 2020 just just literally that November passed before I uploaded my first podcast and I suppose what motivated me was a feeling that I needed to leave some sort of positive impact on the world or you know five people, 10 people, even, you one. Know, even one, even one, you know, if you'll know yourself, if, if one person benefits from whatever, whatever comes out of my mouth, whatever comes out of your mouth, I mean, yeah. that's worth it to me. So I suppose to answer your question, what motivated me to start a podcast is probably to try and help other people who went through similar struggles and have similar interests to me. Yeah, because the thing is as well, like if you help one person, then you don't know if that person is going to help five people, ten people, and then before you know it, it's just going to like go on and on and on. Before and then before you know it, you could have actually helped five hundred people just from helping one. Exactly, it does have that compounding effect. You know, if you if every single person aims to add value to ten people's lives, and then they ten people then go on and help ten people, and then it keeps keeps going and going. Who knows what the, the end of that could be? And that's that's another reason why podcasts are just awesome, like seriously awesome, because it's just uh especially if you're listening to people who you can resonate with. So are you are you a millennial? Yeah. So you'll know yourself, like our gen the people who know our generation best are people from our generation. So yeah. that it's just another level and layer to it and another reason why i love podcasts is to be able to have the opportunity to resonate with people like you and me yeah i think i'm the same as well like i, I kind of my idea for doing the podcast kind of came from like march april last year so kind of like mid pandemic and like obviously i was like training i don't know like seven eight times a week and then when we went into lockdown it was completely gone so like I was trying to like kind of like think of ways which I could kind of re replace that. So I started doing like more hiking and like walking like hills and stuff. So obviously in Sterling it's very like a big, it's like a big area and they've got like lots of hills and stuff. And I was kind of thinking like, I always like have these thoughts that like I kind of share with people and then people are kind of like, oh yeah, that kind of makes sense. So I was kind of thinking like, instead of just like me like speaking to people, why don't I just do like a podcast and like share with like Everything the world basically because you don't know like the how, how the reach of your podcast could be <clears throat> definitely and just a, a little thought to add on to your thought there is you might ne never figure out or find out or it may ne never come onto your radar 
that you helped someone like they might never reach out to you and say this podcast on this date transformed the way I look at life this podcast on this date transformed something about me my mindset anything they might not never say that to you but you did do that yeah that's powerful yeah and the thing is as well like I I, I wasn't really a fan like well, I say a fan like I didn't really listen to podcasts like very much like I think there was like one that I listened to but like as soon as I've started doing this that's all I listen to is podcasts now <laughs> same same bro so like you said that you um had like a marketing business so did you kind of go to like university or you it's a funny story right so what it was is I started a pod uh, a podcast I started a marketing business I think it was like 2018 is when I started it and right now I'm an uh, apprentice electrician so before I got into my apprenticeship to start as an electrician I was on my way to a digital marketing apprenticeship an interview for that job okay and on the way there something terrible happened on the way there I crashed my moped right into the back of another vehicle and so you can picture the scene right I've got my interview I've got my suit on I've got my you know my pointy shoes on I'm looking all interviewee right and bang head to the back of this car didn't make the the interview and that's that opportunity down the drain I was all right I was I was fine after that a bit shaken a bit uh you know shocked at what just happened but I never I never pursued it I never got the digital marketing apprenticeship and I, I ended up getting an electrical apprenticeship so then about a year or two down the line I really wasn't enjoying my apprenticeship so I thought what are some ways that I can start to change my reality and, and become my own boss which yeah. was a big motivator I wanted to become my own boss and I started this uh, course online from a guy called Jordan Platten who teaches uh, marketing and, and, and like Facebook ads, Instagram ads, different types of marketing. And I started this business, reaching out to local businesses, online businesses. And what I found out is that my work ethic, my determination, my conviction to try and make it a success wasn't there. And so I started to ask myself some tough questions like, am I actually cut out for that? Am I cut out to live an entrepreneur lifestyle? Is that actually something that's on the cards for me? And then I came to the conclusion that, listen, guys, it's not, it's not your passion. It's not my passion. So it, in the long term, it wasn't sustainable. So then these thoughts came up like, oh, what's, what's your friends going to think? Oh, you're, you're giving up on your yeah. entrepreneurship dream. You're, What's your family going to think? Are are, they, are you a failure? Is this is this how it's going to go? Mm-hmm. And then that sort of when I came, I, I gave up that and I got into that sort of cycle of the negative thinking and negative loops that I explained to you before I started the like yeah. in the the build up to starting my podcast back in November. So that's the story of the marketing business, man. It's it was it seems like a while ago now, but in reality, it was only like two years ago, one and a half 
to two years ago. Yeah, like it, it sounds like you've done like a lot in that time. Mm, definitely, definitely. Like you don't know yourself. Comparing yourself to, <clears throat> excuse me, who you were two years ago, one year ago, six months ago, three months ago, different people. Yeah, it's mad. Different people, brother. Yeah. Like, so, like, are you are you enjoying your um, electrician apprenticeship now? I I tell you what, I I'm not, but I am. The reason I'm not is because it doesn't f- fulfill me. It doesn't bring me that sort of joy. The reason I am is because I'm finishing it this year, uh, this this summer. So it sort of goes hand in hand. I've got this far now, so it's yeah. one of the things that, that that's actually quite weird because like that's the exact same as me. Like I'm do, I'm studying business and sports at uni, but like I just not enjoyed that at all. But like I've got one year left, so I'm, I'm like I may as well finish it. Like I've got this far, I'm like more than halfway through, so like I'm gonna like finish it. But then after that, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Like I've been looking into like other courses or doing like a second degree, like something that I actually enjoy. But then I'm just like, do I really want to do like another four years? It's just, mm-hmm. like, I think as well, like uni, uni is often like I think it's like say like overrated in some ways. Like you can easily get like an apprenticeship or whatever and get the same skills from what you get from university but you're not actually like really paying like four years of your time which it's just yeah i feel you it's a big commitment four years of your your life is a big commitment but it's also like let's get real for a second you can spend another four years doing absolutely hee-haw and you'll still be so young, mate. You'll still be... Know, you can spend a, another whole lifetime doing this, that, can not really do much, just keying and hawing, like I just said, and still be young. Like, like, yeah. let's get real. 42 is young. Yeah. Yeah. Mad. 45 is young. Like, anything under 50 is, like, young. <laughs> exactly. And plus, the way it's gone, man, like, let's be real... Fingers crossed, nothing adverse happens, but yeah, we're gonna live till we're, till we're like 85, 90, 95. The yeah. way it's gone, seriously, yeah. yeah. Like, so, like, I was kind of getting the impression that you were like very like driven and motivated. And were you kind of like this, like, were you like this in school, or did it kind of develop? Mm. Good question. I'll, I'll be very honest with you. I have sort of polar, not polar opposites, but there's days that I'm very, very unmotivated. Very unmotivated. And I don't get a lot done, being real with you. And there's no doubt that everyone gets their days. But I especially feel their days more often. And it's a pattern that I've, looking back in hindsight, that I've, I've picked up on. I get more of their days when I'm doing, I'm spending my time on something that doesn't bring me like satisfaction in my soul you know what i'm saying like yeah going to a building site doing working eight hours like doesn't give me satisfaction in my soul yeah being real with you here Lewis, that doesn't give me satisfaction so then that left a void of like what what, what does what does satisfy my soul where, where where can i find fulfillment in uh you know and giving my energy to something like that and that's where I feel like podcasting came into play. 
And I feel like you'll resonate with that. Yeah, like I feel like, yeah, like what you've said so far, I feel like you kind of like enjoy doing podcasting and kind of like spreading your message probably more than what you do. You're an electrician. Definitely. 100%. Yeah. So like once you've like finished your electrician apprenticeship, will you do like this full time? Well, that's that could be something in the the distant future. I don't think that it's anywhere near a point where I could sustain that. But I do feel like after my apprenticeship is over, a lot more time will be spent on trying to get it to where it is. Yeah. Uh, where sorry, get it to where you want it to be. I want it to be and hopefully get myself into some sort of position where it could be full time. But it's you know, a lot of things I change my mind very often. Yeah. You know, so I could wake up in three days time or six days time or nine months time and and have a different uh, answer to that. But yeah. it is a passion of mine that I've I've found. So I'd love for it to be a full time full time job. Yeah, I'm the same kind of like obviously like I've kind of like finished uni for like this year so far. So like got like all summer to actually like focus on it before I was kind of like doing it here and there just because I had like assignments and stuff. But yeah, I think now that I've got more time on my hands, like I can actually put effort into like promoting it and stuff. So it'll be good to see what the next few months are. Definitely. And let me ask you something, Lewis. What do you feel has changed in you? Is it a belief, a behavior, or what do you think has changed before you started the podcast compared to now? Is there anything that springs to mind? Um, I'm going to say, like, I feel like I'm a bit more confident. Like, before, I was, like, when I was, like, editing, editing it, I was, like, very, like, you know, when you hear your own voice and it's kind of, like, really cringy. But, like, two, two or three episodes in, I was, like, this is okay. Like, I sound okay. Like, and I think that's kind of, like, brought my confidence up a little bit. 100%. I know that feeling to a T, yeah. listening back to your own voice and there's a shooting something that just shoots up your spine and you're, like, Oh. Yeah, just like turn it oh. off. <laughs> but that I think every single person really gets that, eh? Yeah. Everyone like, everyone feels like that. Yeah, like one of my friends, she does um YouTube and I, I messaged her, I was like, it sound like I actually sound like the sound of my own voice. And she was like, Yeah, it happens really quickly, doesn't it? I was like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like episode three or four, I was like, This is okay. <laughs> mm. And what about when you feel like you've made a mistake on a podcast or you listening back and you've you've maybe like like for me i've there's no doubt i'll probably have a voice break at some point during this podcast that's just the reality of it and that used to get that used to like i used to get like oh like you know but you that is people like embrace realness i feel like leaving that stuff in and no like chopping it out or nothing like that people like the authenticity of that yeah like there was there was one of my episodes where I completely said the word wrong and I was like trying to say it again and I was like I'm just gonna like leave it in because it's funny and it's like just showing that like I'm only human like I don't really think podcasts which are kind of you know overly produced and sound really perfect aren't really that good whereas if you've got like a little bit of realness like you say then it kind of makes kind of helps you like resonate with people who are listening or if you were listening to the podcast 100% 100 percent and where do you see the mindset project developing into the future 
Would you like to go full time with it? I really, I really don't know. Like, I, I think at the minute it's just kind of short term, but I'm like once I've like finished uni, I think maybe it could potentially be full time, but I don't, I don't know yet. Like, I think, um, I could see like potentially do like a business on the side and podcast, but again, I don't know. Like, I'm more of a like person that kind of like goes with flow kind of thing, so. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's this. You don't have to. One of the big things that I've realized is that <laughs> no matter how much you might think they do, no one has it figured out. Yeah, no one has it figured out. Yeah, and that's re- that's true for podcasting. That's true for work relationship. That's true for like businesses. That's true for everything. No one has it one hundred percent figured out. Yeah, like I, I know um like one of my coaches like from a few years ago, um she ended up studying art at university. She now works in a bank. Completely like different, like no relevance whatsoever. But you know, that, that was kind of like an ex- like extreme example of you don't like like your degree doesn't necessarily have to be like the job that you go in for. So. Mm-hmm. Very true. Very true. I think as well, like in life it's it's probably better to be more flexible. Especially now, like one one of the things I've learned from this pandemic is like you can't really take anything for granted, and you kind of have to take each day as it comes. Definitely, I agree with that. Live each day like it's your last. Some might say, mm-hmm. and it's true. It's true. Like literally, I make pretend sometimes. See when some inconvenience happens, like it could be anything. It could be something minute or something pretty drastic. I make pretend I've done it enough times that it's just like second nature now. I make pretend something very catastrophic happens. Like for instance, I get a phone call tomorrow that says my mum's just died or something like catastrophic. Yeah. And then that like I literally make pretend for like a good 15, 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. And then that reframing of the situation, it just makes whatever triggered me feel like <laughs> Really? You were that upset over that? Yeah. I love that. That is a, a trick that it's it's underrated. Seriously underrated. It seems like too far fetched, but it's deeply, deeply practical, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get what you're saying. And like I'm kind of like the same, like if there's like something that's really, really bad, I just always kind of try to like see it as and the most like positive way I can. I think that kind of like takes away the like kind of the, the impact of it. If that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. So it sounds like you reframe it into, well, this happened, but what are some of the positive aspects that can be taken away from it? Yeah, yeah. Like if you like obviously your example of like if your mum died, you can you can obviously be like sad about it, obviously, because it's like your mum. But like I would probably like be like, well, you know, she's like in a better place now, kind of. And obviously, because sometimes I think as well, like a lot of people, not necessarily if it's like a death or whatever, but a really like negative situation, they always kind of stay in like in the past. Whereas you kind of kind of treat it in the present and be like, okay, this has happened. What can I do going forward? Hmm. Energy spent worrying about the past is wasted energy. 
Like, there's nothing, nothing you can do about that. It's already happened. There's like, there's a funny concept of time that I've been thinking about pretty often as of recently, and that there isn't a past and there's not a future. The only time there is, is right now, the present. The past is a memory. The future is your imagination. The only time that's ever existing is now, right now. So, like, if you change your thoughts now, that changes your future tomorrow. You know, if you change your thoughts about the past, you know, self-limiting beliefs or a situation that traumatizes you or something like that, you decide to change your beliefs and your thoughts and the story you tell about you, you the story you tell about it and the story that you tell about yourself. You change your thoughts now, that changes your future tomorrow. I just, yeah. I one hundred percent believe that. Yeah, I agree with that as well. As well. Because like even if you, you just decide to go for like a run right now, then that's going to impact, what's well, going to change what's going to happen tomorrow. As if you didn't run. Because obviously if you do run, if you're not really a runner, then you're obviously going to have sore legs tomorrow. 100%. 100%. And they, they, that's the type of stuff that is literally my bread and butter, Lewis. I love things that are just like empowering on an individual level like seriously yeah something that goes deep into your soul and it's very simple as well it is it is and it's usually the simplest things that i've found are the ones that make the biggest impact on my life like i can't even put into words how much a positive impact making my bed every morning has made in my life that sounds like a very very trivial thing to say making your bed are you having me on? How can that affect your life? Making your bed, Gary, piss off, mate. You're at it. Yeah. I'm not. I mean, I'm 100% serious. I've done it enough times that it feels incredibly strange not to do it. And what what signal does that send to you? Like, if you get up at your bed and like you, you leave it messy and you come back to a messy room, is that sending... What What vibe is that sending? What energy is that sending out there compared to... Right, I get up in the morning, I make my bed. Even if nothing else happens for me, if I do no other wins or nothing else like that, that day, well, I made my bed. Yeah, It's like a momentum Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that as well. Because I think as well, like, if you have your, like, well, for me personally, if, like, my bed's not made, then it just kind of makes you feel, like, lazy, kind of. You know what I mean? There's, like, a negative energy. Mm-hmm. It, it's it people might be listening to to it right now to this podcast right now and think what are they talking about <laughs> what are you talking about making your bed like seriously like that's no but i 100 percent believe that making your bed is the foundation of self-improvement or self-development and that self-empowerment as well Mm-hmm. 100%. That is the thing that kickstarted it for me, if I'm being honest. i seen a video of uh, Admiral Admiral Raven, I think it was, and he gave, he gave, he gave a, a speech to... Oh, yeah. do you, have you seen it? You're yeah. aware? Yeah. So that, that, generally, that video motivated me to start making my bed, like, every morning. Every morning. I think as well, it comes, like, to, like, an individual level. It kind of comes down to the perspective. Because like obviously we see that as like a win, but 
most people might not see it as a win. They might just think, oh, it's just making your bed. So I think having the perspective to see it that way kind of changes everything. Mm, definitely. Think, yeah, you go. Definitely. Lewis, tell me, are you a reader? Do you read? Um, I did, but I'm starting to get like back into it. Or what about audiobooks? Do you listen to audiobooks? No, not much. No. What what have you have you got any recommendations for books that you've um, read in the past? I've read um this book called The Winner's Bible by Kerry Sparkman. Um I was recommended by this by one of my psychologists and well I was recommended like three of them and I read this one first and like it was completely like game changer, right? So like I read this one, like I got like so much from it, and then I read um, the Shrimp Paradox, and I was like, that was rubbish. But I think it was because I read the Winner's Bible first that I wasn't too keen on the Shrimp Paradox. But I'm reading one just now called The Organized Mind, and I mean the chapters are long, like 50, 60 pages. So it is kind of like, ironically, it's quite kind of hard to like focus on it because. They're like so long, but it's actually good so far. I've only got three chapters read, I think. Mm, the organized mind. Yeah. Nice. I can't remember. See the thing. The thing we're reading for me is that I pick I pick up the book with good intentions. I read like 10, 15 pages, but then I'm like, I didn't pick it up for like another week. Yeah. Or something like that. So it's very like staggered reading reading sessions. So that's when like audiobooks came into play for me, like just a similar setup as podcast and you can listen to it when you're driving, when you're walking, when you're, you're doing anything that, you know, you can plug in your earphones and just like, listen, pay attention. Yeah. Audiobooks really revolutionize the way that I digest information. And if there's any listeners listening to this now that haven't tried audiobooks and there may be similar situations to us Lewis that you know we don't really get it we like learning we like and we're in the pursuit of knowledge seeking improvement but reading doesn't really do it for us audiobooks bro yeah seriously I think as well you can kind of like meditate and listen to audiobook just like lie down shut your eyes and then just take it in whereas kind of like when you're reading a book obviously you're going to have to actually focus on the words and kind of take it in so actually i might actually try some audiobooks really good really good uh, idea to to start audiobooks yeah, yeah. from my bi i'm biased i'm 100 percent biased yeah 100 <laughs> percent biased but audiobooks are the shit really good yeah. really good when it, when it comes to reading i just try and read one chapter at a time even if it's like one now and then the second chapter like four weeks later as long as it's one chapter at a time that's like that's my kind of like rule, but I would, yeah, I'd recommend the Winner's Bible. Like it has like some like interactive tasks to do, which is good. Yeah, mm. like there, one of the things that um, he talks about is um, it's basically like the power of like pers- perspective and like how your brain sees things. And one of the things I remember was if you have like these goggles that make everything look upside down your brain actually corrects it to make everything look up like the right way up so if you're having these glasses on for like such a long time your brain actually corrects it to the way it should be even though it's still upside down no way yeah 
That's crazy. I know. I was kind of like, what? <laughs> hey, your brain is the 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 best supercomputer that's ever been. Yeah. Straight up. That's funny you mentioned that. I had a thought yesterday about well, why could why could me and you, Lewis, look at the same thing? We look at I don't know what have I got beside me, right? We look at this, right? An Easter bunny, bit of chocolate, mm-hmm. and we could come up with two different perspectives or perceptions on this this one thing that's that's binary. It is this, but when we look at it. It goes through a filter in my brain and it goes through a filter in your brain. So we're looking at the exact same thing, but we come up with two different ideas of what it is, two different perspectives. So then it, then I sort of followed that thought and I was thinking, well, why is that? Well, I think you'll agree with me. A lot of it probably is to do like schooling, what your parents said to you. I don't know, maybe like what a university has told you or what like these different things that put filters on our brains yeah that allow us to look at different look at the same thing but come up with two different perspectives on yeah well i was like um i actually read this um really interesting article about um um i can't remember what it was on but it basically said that um people actually believe that you can actually train your mind to actually live longer because obviously when you get told um like the like the age to die is like what 80 or 85 we're kind of conditioned to think that we're going to die at 85 so that then we think that we're going to die at 85 but if you actually train your mind to think you're going to live to 100 then you're going to live longer like people actually think that you can actually use your mind to live longer i have no doubt in my mind that that is the case yeah genuinely i, I uh, in my soul that rings true your, your brain is the, the the creator of your reality, like straight up. Yeah. That is that is just how it is, in my opinion. The thing, the story you tell about yourself is what plays out in reality, in a sense. You know what I mean? Whatever story that is, whether you're you're small, tall, fat, slim, black, white, whatever you are, the story you tell about yourself, the story of who you are, is your reality. You know what I mean? And the only way that we change our reality is by changing the story we tell about ourselves. So if the story that I was telling about myself is I'm Gary Ticker, I'm going to live till 82, right? Or if the story that I tell tell myself is I'm Gary Ticker, I'm going to live till 100. There's no doubt in my mind that yeah. your brain has the capacity to facilitate that. Banking on the, banking on the fact that I'm, I might, I'll, I'll need to not get hit by a car or have some very acute trauma like disease or whatever but i I definitely believe that that your brain is that powerful yeah because like i think it comes down to as well like if you the more you say something to yourself then the more you're going to like start to believe it and then that's obviously that manifests into like reality so i think that's like some like in like a kind of like from my perspective as like a swimmer like if i've had like a coach that's been like oh yeah you're not good enough you're not fast enough like maybe once off that's fine right I can kind of cope with that but when it's like over and over then you kind of like start to have doubts in your head and you're like mm, I'm not maybe I'm not and then before you know it, it kind of like goes into like your reality and then it's kind of goes into this downward spiral of like not being good enough where I actually you actually are mm-hmm. 
it's the power of frequency, brother. The more times that you say something is or say something isn't, that's like that's that's what's going to happen. That is what's going to manifest in reality because you're literally you're speaking it into existence with through frequency. Yeah, you know, it's straight up as. Yeah, like that's another thing that um that's in the Wonders Bible is that your brain doesn't actually recognize negative words. So when you say, for example, like don't breathe, all your brain hears is do breathe, which is why when like people are like walking on a tightrope or like some are high and they're like don't look down, automatically look down because their brain just listens to do look down, like it cancels out the negative. Hmm, that's interesting. I've never I've never heard that concept before. Yeah interesting and interesting yeah very powerful yeah i think it is um i was gonna like talk about um really like, last episode where you talked about um the sphinx and like ancient civilizations so what are your thoughts around ancient egypt what are my thoughts around ancient egypt well i've got a lot of thoughts about ancient egypt to be honest one of them, the, the main one, is that there is an, a chapter in that story that isn't included in mainstream. Yeah. And that thought alone is what really piqued my curiosity. Like, really piqued my curiosity. Like, we have a tendency to believe that we have slowly evolved as time went on gradually getting more better more sophisticated more advanced more advanced more advanced and then it's led up to us we are the pinnacle of what's all existed we are the height of human civilization there's never been a civilization that is better than ours we are the absolute apex the absolute pinnacle yeah i don't think that's true yeah i don't think that's true yeah but it's actually really really odd because well this morning i was like flicking for the tv and ancient aliens came on i don't know if you've watched that before i've seen clips yeah well this episode was actually on the sphinx was it yeah i was like gary would like that (laughs) they were actually trying to look at because there were some scientists and like archaeologists actually think there's like chambers below the sphinx and they were like talking about like um obviously like the head you think it's actually it was actually carved from something else before because right. because of the size is not like the same as like the is not um relative to like the size of the body mm. what did they, did they suggest what it was prior i think they tried to i think they were trying to say that it was like the head of like anubis so it was like a dog instead of whatever it is now mm. a, right a, a lion I've I've heard of I uh, well I've heard that it was originally sort of like a they had a long snout and yeah, had like yeah. a lioness dog dogus eh, dogus dog like features and then over time erosion and then they they eventually carved it into sort of like a human type uh, face and I've also heard that there is chambers underneath it and they've been proven to exist with the lidar which is Ground, ground penetrating uh, lasers radar and it's shown that there is square 
uh, chambers below the paws of uh, the Sphinx. Yeah. Well, I'm absolutely convinced that there's like still like thousands of like tombs they've not found yet. Because there was something like a few years ago where they were in um, Tutankhamun's tomb and they'd like done like heat scans of like all of the walls and there was like a cold spot in one of the corners. And obviously the only reason it could be cold was if there was like something behind it. So I don't know if they've done it yet, but they were going to like put like a camera through the wall to see if there was actually like another tunnel because I think it was like the tomb of Nefertiti. They've not actually found it, but they know that she got a tomb, but they've not found it, which I think Nefertiti was actually Tutankhamun's mum. I don't know if that's right or not, but yeah, there has to be like more mm-hmm. tombs there, like 100%. Yeah, so that's, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, that's New Kingdom, yeah. Egypt. Um, and the pyramids, the Sphinx, and all the other sort of really ancient structures in Egypt are from the Old Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. And then there's an interesting fact that you've probably heard that Cleopatra was born closer to the invention of the iPhone than she was to the building of the Great Pyramids. Yeah. How weird is that? Yeah. That's a that's a a timeline buster if I've ever heard one. Yeah. There's a lot of interesting stuff to do with the pyramids. Like I could literally speak all night about the pyramids, but one of the I'll give a recap of that that podcast episode that you that you mentioned. Have we been lied to about the Great Sphinx? Uh, where I sort of build up a case that suggests that it is a lot, lot older. So what the mainstream suggests is that the Sphinx was built by uh, a pharaoh about 2,500 BC. So that's roughly like 4,500 years ago. Yeah. So, and they say it's like one of the oldest sculptures in Egypt. So then... It's an astrological marker as well. So what I mean by that is that it lines up directly east. So when like the spring equinox and uh, the the winter equinox happen, the Sphinx directly lines up with the sun on the equinox. And like for instance, just past there, um, Easter is the spring equinox. So it's an astrological marker. So they could obviously use it to track the months of the year and whatnot and so it's a very practical sculpture it wasn't just for show yeah and there's another interesting thing about the sphinx it's carved out of um like the 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 rock around it is like it's like a trench so if you can picture a solid bit of rock and they've carved into the rock which is left like trenches around it and they trenches sort of have water erosion that is consistent from rainfall yeah so four and a half thousand years ago was there rainfall in ancient egypt no there wasn't rainfall at that period of time in ancient egypt the last time there was rainfall consistent rainfall that could produce that type of erosion was between nine and a half and ten and a half thousand years ago um and just to sort of summarize it up that four and a half thousand years ago was in the age of Taurus. And what I mean by that, there's like a massive zodiac cycle, which has got 
uh, it, like one full cycle of it is like 25,850 years, something like that, something huge. Yeah. And what it's predicated on is where the sun is on the equinox in regards to the constellation. So say the sun's here, the constellation that it's, what they say, is the constellation that's housing the sun on the spring equinox. Yeah. So four and a half thousand years ago, that would have been the constellation of Taurus, which is represented by a bull. So if you went through all of that effort to build a, a sculpture of this magnitude, line it up directly east to mark this, the equinox and the, the movement of the sun, why would you not build it in the shape of a bull? Yeah. You know, that seems like a weird thing to sort of, to, why would you not just, why would you not make it complete as such? Yeah. So then that begs the question, what was the, the Zodiac age at the time where there was consistent rainfall that could erode the trench where the Sphinx is built? Well, you'd have to go to the age of Leo, which is represented by a right. lion or a tiger or, or whatever you want to, like a big cat, basically. And that was between um, like 11,000 years ago and nine and a half or eight and a half thousand years ago. So that's consistent to when there would have been rainfall in that, that period, uh, in that area, when the Sahara was actually quite a lush and tropical rainforest. Yeah. Well, I actually am a Taurus. You're what, sorry? I'm a Taurus. You're a Taurus, are you? Yeah. I knew there was something funny about you. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go to like, Egypt now, see what I can do. <laughs> exactly. No, but that's, that is one of the, like a massive reason why I think that there's a missing chapter in the human story. Because if that's far older than what we've been led to believe, what else is? Yeah. Yeah, because like most, like a lot of the thing, theories are like, obviously they like worshipped a lot of like gods that came from the sky. So like who, were they actually gods or really they like aliens that came from like spaceships? Hmm. That's, if there was a one period of time I could go back in a time machine, it would be the construction of the Great Pyramids. Or if they just appeared from the sky. Well, they could have maybe appeared from the sky. They could have. There's a lot of cool things about the pyramids as well. Like, I personally believe that they are massive generators, huge, huge, huge generators that tap yeah. into uh, the zero point energy field that uh, Nikola Tesla was doing a lot of work with. He had a huge fascination with the pyramids, huge. Yeah, because apparently the, the shape of the pyramid actually, when you, apparently it actually generates energy so it doesn't matter if it's like made from metal plastic or whatever it still generates energy the shape which yep. mind-blowing mm -hmm. it's it's really is mind-blowing mind-blowing especially like you mentioned the shape of the pyramid it lends itself to a, a type of electromagnetic uh, property which makes the energy go towards the tip so the pyramids, as we see them now, weren't actually always like that. What you see now is the exposed uh, limestone that's in it now. But before, they had casing stones. Are you are you familiar with that? No. So they were they were smooth. It was completely smooth. Oh, yeah. So they had a, a layer of casing stones around it, um, and these casing stones had a different property to the ones that we see now. 
the casing stones that are no longer there, some of them are, but most of them aren't there, have a property in them that makes them very insulative. Yeah. The ones that we see now have a different type of property which makes them conductive. And the chambers, like the all the different chambers are lined with granite as well, which again is very conductive. And when you look where you, when you look uh, to where the pyramids are situated in the world, they're at a specific crossing point where there's natural currents of energy that flow around the planet. And a lot yeah. of these ancient sites are built on these lines, loads of them, like seriously, worth a Google, worth a Google. Um, and specifically about the Giza Plateau, when the Nile, the Nile used to run very close to the pyramids, and when they, the water and the Nile's flowing, there's caverns underneath the plateau that flow in and out. And when they do that, what they do is they create something called piezoelectricity. And this piezoelectricity is made by uh, mechanical pressure. So when the water is flowing in and out, this electrical current is generated and flows upwards. When it's flowing upwards, say it's underneath the pyramid, that pyramid then focuses that energy towards the tip, like you mentioned. Yeah. And what there used to be on the top of these pyramids was a capstone or the cornerstone, as it gets called. And some people theorize that these were solid gold. And gold is the most conductive metal there is. So if you imagine that, all that energy again, uh, focused towards the tip, that is a lot of energy that could be utilized to do God knows what. Yeah. Mad. Absolute madness. Brain buster, bro. Brain buster. I actually think in our lifetime we'll, we'll find out what Like, I think we'll get more information about the pyramids. Well, I hope. I hope. I mean, definitely. I think I think we should we we should get it because obviously, like with um like advances in technology and archaeology, then it should give us more answers. I hopefully you can just like ask some AI, like what the hell is the pyramids for, and it just comes back with the most like the answer, and then that's it. Boom, settled. Yeah. Well, I think if there is anything that does resurface, then I think it's going to be like a game changer. Definitely. 100%. Have you heard about uh, the relationship and the dimensions of the pyramids to the Earth itself? No. Right, so get, get your seatbelt on for this. Enlighten me. <laughs> so, from the base, if you measure the pyramid accurately, from the base to the tip, and you times that, that measurement, by 43,200, and that isn't random, I'll explain in a second, if you times it by 43,200, what you get is the polar radius of the Earth. So from the center to either pole, you get that um, basically within like a, like 10 yards of what it actually is. So very accurate. And then if you me measure the parameter of the Great Pyramid, times it by the exact same number, you get the equatorial circumference of the planet itself again, within like 10 yards, like seriously, seriously accurate. And that number isn't random because it's defined by a key motion of the earth. So the earth, if you can picture uh, like one of them, mind the spinning tops used to oh, yeah, like yeah. that, right? So when they slow down, 
the top, you'll, you'll be able to imagine that the top sort of rotates like that when it's beginning to slow. So the Earth actually rotates on its own axis about one degree every 72 years. And 72 is a multiple of 43,200. And I think it is actually 600, 600 times 72, and you get 43,200. So what they've done when our ancestors were living in the Dark Ages, killing each other for nothing, killing each other for literally nothing, just to be evil. And we've, we thought that we were living on a flat earth. Some people might do, but yeah. uh, might still still believe that. But we'll not get into that. <laughs> uh, all we had to do was measure measure the pyramids accurately and do that formula, and you would have got the dimensions of the globe. Mad. Dramatic silence. <laughs> oh. that is a brain buster for you Lewis mate when I figured when I um, found that out I watched a Graham Hancock uh, video where he laid that out um, and, and described the magnific magnificence of the Great Pyramid my mind was blown and that was it was probably from that point on my passion was ignited for it yeah I love all that sort of stuff like if I'm watching it on TV my mum's like you watch a lot of shite. I'm like, nah, this is this is good. <laughs> oh, I, this uh, it honestly is. If if we don't know where we've we've came from and we're not developing like a clear image of what the story of humans were like or was, sorry. I feel like that is an injustice to humanity itself and where we're going to go in the future to be completely honest yeah i agree like i like to i like to know answers so like i always ask questions but like one of the biggest questions you you probably asked yourself as well like where did we actually come from like, definitely that's crazy it is crazy and it's a, it's like you say that it's really a, a question that i hope gets a definitive answer within our lifetime yeah well this is this is like completely on a tangent but i actually think do you know like deja vu yeah i my belief is actually you get deja vu because you've actually had a life before right so the you, incarnation you, shit yeah so like you've been in that same spot before which is why you feel like you've done it before mm, interesting concept that is a weird feeling when you get the deja vu they only come every so often, but you know deja vu when you feel it. Yeah, I used to get it really bad when I was in school, but like I would actually dream the day, like the day that was going to happen, which is where I got deja vu. So like I was literally dreaming the future. Mm, and then you, it was playing out in reality, and then yeah. you were getting that feeling. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute, I had this dream last night, like. <laughs> Mm, that is weird <laughs> yeah i know it's just not right it's a weird feeling it's it truly it, there is something about it that we haven't explained through science or any technology or nothing there's something about it yeah well someone told me that it was it's basically when your like brain is like slow by a, a second or something and then it replays the like the, the part and the present that you've just 
like done i'm like no it doesn't mm. it's not because it's like a feeling you have that you felt you feel like you've done it before mm. oh i definitely it's i don't know i just had a thought there that potentially it could be like your future self relaying some sort of signal back to you in a in like a sensation format rather than like in a dream who knows we could speculate on that all day it's it's weird yeah. Yeah, i love it, it when it happens though. i love the feeling of deja vu yeah it is weird like it's just going to be one of these other like questions that it's not going to get answered <laughs> Mm-mm. but like I, ho- I hope like in my lifetime there, there is some sort of like revelation about these ancient civilizations that kind of help us understand where we came from what about atlantis what's your thoughts on that um i think it's entirely possible like Mm. anything's possible in my mind same (laughs) (laughs) same it's a it's a weird one it's a weird one because i think it's past the point now where people would just like skeptics and that would just say nah that's that can't that's not true i think it's past that point now where there's like too many smoking guns pointed at an ancient civilization ancient advanced civilization that we don't have any records of or any recollection of well i did um apparently there's a theory that um under antarctica that there's like an ancient civilization because like obviously when like countries like go there and set up like their um camps and stuff there was like americans who they flew over like the middle of antarctica and like all their signals went down so there was like obviously like transmission somewhere that kind of caused their like all their systems to go down but as soon as they went back everything went up so they were kind of thinking like is there actually like something under there that's hidden from us? Hmm. Well, just on that, the Nazis were seriously involved in yeah. Antarctica. Like, have you heard of New Swabiland? Yeah. Yeah. So they were they they like really wanted to find out what was going on in Ant- Antarctica, and there's so much there's so much in that that the listeners could do some YouTube and do some Googling because there's, there's a lot in that. Like the guy, Admiral Bird, you heard of him? No. So he was one of the, he led an expedition. He was the first guy to fly over um, Antarctica. And he said that there's like massive caverns, like kilometers and kilometers wide that have sort of habitable land in it. And he, he, he says that, well, here's something for you. There was actually, he was sent down after World War uh, Two to finish off the remnants of the Third Reich. And he, he took a full, uh, like, Navy, like, squadron, like, aircraft carriers, like, loads, like, a full fleet, pretty much, down to Antarctica. Uh, you wouldn't do that for no reason. Yeah. Yeah, that's just 
Worth the Google, mate. Worth the Google. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to look into that now. It's <laughs> 100%. Yeah, that's mad. Brain buster. It is indeed. Anything's possible, mate. Anything is possible. 100%. 100%. Like, I don't understand people are like, nah, that can't be right. But like, why Why can't it be? Do you know what I mean? Mm. That's, uh, the thing is, mate, your mind only open, uh, your mind only works, sorry, let me start again. Your mind is like a parachute. It only works when it's open. Yeah, I like that. That's good. Love it. Yeah. I love it. It's true though, like people who see things for a closed mind, like it's, you could spend your whole existence trying to like poke and prod them to like open their mind. And, but if someone's really set and having a closed mind, it's one of the hardest things to like, you know, like my dad is pretty closed minded and it's, it's hard to sort of persuade them otherwise. Yeah. The thing is as well, like it makes you feel like an idiot because you're like so open-minded, but they're not. Uh, we just, I feel like it's also a a thing that's parent and parented into you as well. Like, in all honesty, I feel like if your parents are probably closed-minded uh, and your parents' parents are probably closed-minded, there's a good chance that your parents are closed-minded and they'll sort of reflect that onto you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm looking at the time. Are you? I enjoyed this. This was good. I had yeah, a good time. So going to have to call it a close for this episode. Um, that was good fun. Hope you enjoyed it. Mm, thanks for having me, mate. I really enjoyed this one as well. Um, hopefully the listeners found some value in it. Hopefully... They didn't uh, get put off by my ranting about the pyramids. But um, but uh, it was good fun. Thanks for having me, mate. I'd love to do this again sometime. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. We'll get you on again in the future, definitely. Love it. So, appreciate it, mate. Appreciate it big, big time. Big time. Thanks for coming on. And I will see you later. Peace. Bye. So I really hope you enjoyed that episode with Gary. Um, Gary is such like an interesting guy and like I said in the intro, if you haven't checked out his podcast, definitely go and do that. Um, I think it's called The Empowered Radio. Um, and he's obviously been doing his podcast a lot longer than I have, so there's like so much content that he's got out there. Like he talks about um he talked about um med- meditation the first couple of episodes. He even did an episode on um ancient Egypt which we kind of discussed a little bit in this um, episode and yeah like it's so weird that um, like I've never met Gary ever like this was the first time that we actually interacted like obviously we kind of like messaged each other like on Instagram and stuff but this was like the first time I kind of like met him face to face well it's not really face to face because obviously it was via Zoom but you, you know what I mean and we kind of just, we just like bounced off each other like the conversation was just so natural and you know that's one of the really um weird things about life is like 
sometimes you might not even haven't met a person before you might even not know them but sometimes like the people you come across are just very you know they're like you're like people and that's just like one of the many wonders of life i think and you know a lot of people that's probably one of the things that people ask every day is like why do these people come in and out of your life but you know i guess we'll never know um we might actually discuss that in this episode so definitely keep tuning in um yep that's all i have to say for this episode i hope you enjoyed it again um as for the plan going forward i think the next episode i do have planned is on the law of attraction so that will be like a very interesting one i think it will be one i'll probably delve into quite deep um i don't know how long it'll be it might be quite long because i mean it's a big topic but yeah that is that is me back and with that i shall say stay fit stay positive stay safe and i shall see you on the next one